Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Miss Ashley? I am doing okay. Could be better, but tis life. I know. We're in the middle of a whole lot going on, and you know, and then we each have our personal situations going on. So I truly appreciate you being here with me today on the podcast so that we can talk about a topic that you actually uh, gave me the idea for, um, and it's about marriage. And I first want to start off saying, this is Ashley, everyone, if you're listening, and Ashley is a great, great friend of mine. We've known each other for a long, long time. And as I was telling Ashley one time before, um, in a conversation we were having, I like to get different perspectives on a lot of different things. And you know, the female perspective, the male perspective, and then, you know, a collective uh, perspective on some things. And when Ashley brought this topic, you know, to me and was saying, we, and I was telling her we need to have a, a podcast and she picked the topic of marriage, I really wanted to get her input on it. But um, before we get started on all of that, because we'll get into all of that, um, I wanted to give like a little thing on why I wanted to do a podcast because someone asked me about it and um, I didn't have to think long on why and the reason is because when I am a podcast listener I love to listen to podcasts and I love to listen to people's perspectives on different things but I always wanted to be a part of the podcast especially if it was a topic that I was really really interested in so my son, knowing that I do like podcasts, and a friend of his actually does a podcast, but his is more of a sports kind of podcast, he got me into how I could go about doing it. And then I, I know people who are you know, knowledgeable about so many different things and who are so highly intelligent, and I wanted to include them in on some of the casts that I have because there are topics that's just not from my point of view or my perspective, but, you know, different perspectives from different people. So that was the main reason I wanted to do a podcast. And Ashley, I think, was on one of the very first podcasts uh, that I had when I started introducing people to the podcast. And it's because I look at Ashley as a person who's, who's very up to date on a lot of social issues and her feet is, you know, planted very firmly in a lot of these issues that we have, especially when it comes to the African-American culture. And I appreciate her for that. And that's why I always say, you know, certain people, certain topics, but Ashley is that person who could go along with any topic. But I just like to get her perspective a lot on cultural topics and female topics. But like I said, she can basically go both ways. I mean, anyway, in any conversation that we have, excuse me, but, you know, it's certain people that I look forward to do, I think this fits her a little bit better. So um, when she brought the topic of marriage up, I was kind of surprised. And (laughs) I was kind of surprised, but all in the same token, I wasn't. So Ashley, thank you for bringing the topic of marriage in this conversation. And um, yeah. What made you want to have this particular topic? 
Um, I think because I have a lot of friends who have gone through divorces already and I'm only what in a few weeks I'll be turning 35 so mm-hmm. you know it's interesting to have seen many of my friends marry straight out of college and you know after a few years they got divorced and so it's been a lot of articles being published saying you know divorce rates are high marriage rates are low especially amongst this generation do people not value um, you know, the union of marriage, what's going on. And so a lot of times I'll see people comment like, oh, younger people don't have the same values as older people. Um, the institution of marriage is a joke. Uh, you know, we don't know how to endure, you know, some of the burdens and, and the challenges that marriages from you know decades ago were able to endure because we're not as tough or you know we run out at the first sign of trouble and that was just always interesting because I look at the generation today compared to some of the generations of our grandparents or great-great-grandparents and the institution of marriage back then and sometimes I think we look at marriages in the past as kind of like this fairy tale Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you really 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 get down to you know the nitty-gritty mm, a lot of those marriages were not fairy tales you know the the values back then the place in society with you know women and men and you know a lot of women had to stay in marriages because they mm-hmm. didn't have an education or you know they didn't have the money because they weren't the breadwinners or you know they had so many kids that yeah of course they're going to stay in the marriage because where else are they going to go whereas today you know women are able to do more for themselves so I'm not going to stay in an unhealthy relationship because you're the breadwinner no I make my own money now so if this is not serving me and my children I can leave whereas a lot of women back in the day could not leave because where would they go so that's why I wanted to kind of touch on this just to kind of give another perspective that no marriage rates might be low and divorce rates might be high not because we don't value the sanctity of marriage or you know that we don't know how to overcome problems that may arise but because we have a lot more resources nowadays that many of the older generations did not have yeah and I completely understand that because I think marriage of yesteryear and marriage of today um the concept of it for different different the idea of it for a lot of different generations um what do you think is the is what is your idea of what marriage is or should be? Um, number one, it has to be compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I think everyone is always like, "Oh, you need to have you know love, da da da," and and I think things like love and respect those are kind of like your you know, we, we know that across the board, we know that these are things that any relationship, I mean, even friendships, you know, you need to have love, you need to have respect, you need to have those things before marriage specifically, um, I think compromise. And if you don't know how to compromise, 
that could very well be the demise. And Mm -hmm. along with that compromise, I think communication. So for me, those are like the two biggest C's for me. I don't think I can put one above the other. I think they're kind of both equal, that communication and that compromise. So the emotional connection, and this probably would go into just relationships in general, but more strongly for me, when there's that connection of a marriage, the emotional connection that goes into a marriage, for me, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, it's a must have. You, you have to have that emotional connect, connection. And I think so many people, especially, I don't want to say the younger generation, because I don't believe that it's all in the younger generation, because I think generations of past has, has also had these issues. I think now with people of a certain age group, I don't know if it's a situation it, that, let's take it from the female perspective right at this, at this second. I don't know for myself if, if it's based upon the emotional connection, the idea of marriage and what they what females perceive it to be i know a lot of people females i'm i'm talking about specifically who enter who has entered marriage because and i'm 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 thinking of this with a couple people in particular um who has entered marriages because of the idea of what the love is or the idea of just being in love and not knowing or preparing themselves for what really comes down the pike when you say marriage. It's different when you move from just this this relationship we're in that could possibly, you know, not move forward too much. But once you're getting in really in depth into a marriage and you and you're in that that sanctity a lot of people don't want to put in the work. So the emotional part of it that I see becomes this traumatic situation because you weren't thinking ahead of this beautiful wedding we just had. And unfortunately, I think from the female perspective, and not all females, so let's, let me put that out there. From the female perspective that I have noticed and witnessed, this is what it goes into. And Steve Harvey, you you know, have this thing, and God forgive me for quoting him of all people. Um, <laughs> my bros. Yes. Oh my God. Um, but he said something, and when I, when he said it, I, it kind of rang sort of true that female, that marriage is for females is the wedding day of their lives. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's that thing that we think of as little girls. Now, let me take myself out of that equation because that was never what I thought of the, the, you know when I was a little girl I was not thinking of marriage because marriage is not something that I wanted to do we'll get into that later on how and why it did happen for me but with that being said it was never my focus and I think for a lot of females a lot of women that the the idea of this beautiful wedding dress and this beautiful um, place with all these friends and family to see and the photographs and the flowers and the da-da-da brings me to where I believe marriage is. It should be this. 
But when you have to put that work in, it's kind of different. It's kind of different. And a lot of people falter in, in that emotional bypass of this is not, I didn't mean to, didn't want to do all of this. But in order to stay in it, you have to do all that. And all of that is not going to be good. You're going to have some bad times, Lord. And you're going to have some good times. But it's you working through all the times, all the time, is what makes a successful marriage. And even I myself didn't realize any of that was supposed to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a lot of different, at, you know, a little different avenues that different people go on in the in the path of marriage and and the longevity of some marriages and um we're gonna get into all of that. But yeah, the the emotional connection for marriage for me is the thing that I just feel like a lot of people don't get. You get, oh we're gonna be married and this is my wife and this is my husband. Well that's it. But it's more to it than just this is my wife, this is my husband, this is the person that I have to, you know, walk, walk this walk with. And some people just don't want to walk the they don't want to walk the walk. They just want to um, walk until that day is over. And then when that day is over, they don't want to put in the work that it needs to to and you know endure all that marriage can possibly be. So and see, I I think. For a lot of people, it's all about the emotion. Mm -hmm. And then everything else takes a back seat. And again, some of this also goes back to the older generation. You Mm -hmm. know, this concept of if you love one another enough, you can get through anything. Love on one another hard enough and you'll be able to endure. And, And that is true to a certain degree, but I'm also a firm believer that love is not always enough. Um, you can uh, love somebody from here until, you know, you get to Jupiter, infinity and beyond, and the relationship still may never work. Um, yeah. And that's because a lot of people are not equipped with the tools to actually deal with everything else that comes with the marriage outside of just that emotional aspect of intimacy and, you know, love and care. And so, you know, you had that. So sometimes when people look at these divorces, again, outside looking in, they're like, oh, these people, you know, they, they didn't put in the work. They, they must not have really loved each other or, you know, they were too lazy to make it work. And that might not be the case. They might not just have had the tools to make it work. And, That's the other thing that kind of goes back to when you think about compromise is who's willing to put in the work and how much work are the people putting into the relationship? Because I could be putting in 90% to try and make this work, you know, hey, let's go to therapy. Let's seek, you know, advice from our, you know, religious leader. Let's talk to the people in our families who have been married for a long time. Let's do whatever it is you need to do to try and make this work. Whereas the other person might be like, no, I don't want to do any of that. You don't make me happy or we don't get along. And that's just the end of that. So, you know, that that's the other thing. I think a lot of people want their marriages to work out. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to get married and then 
you have to get divorced at the end. But if you don't know how to make that relationship work, and again, if you don't have the resources to make it work, love is just not going to be enough. Agreed, 150 million. Here's a question for you. Was marriage, and it goes back to what I was saying about, you know, what Steve Harvey was saying about, you know, little girls in marriage. As a young woman coming up, um, and I don't know what age you could probably pin this back to, was that was that something you you wanted to do? Wanted to be? I'm not even gonna say aspire to do because I hope that's not somebody's you know <laughs> situation. Some is. Yes. For some uh, people, marriage is an aspiration. Yes. It, it actually is. So and, and and it's sad and that's so sad. Anyway, was that something that you wanted to do or wanted to have happen or wanted to be a wife and a mother and? all those kinds of things. And we're not even going to put mother in it because, you know, women get married and they don't have children. And that's by the choices in which they make, um, you know, for their family. But was marriage something that was on your radar to do? Yeah. And I mean, it still is. Um, I'm definitely, well, maybe not now. I'm in a different headspace now. But mm-hmm. for a very long time, I was a hopeless romantic. I had everything planned out. And that's also part of my OCD, too, having everything planned out. I mean, even in my phone now, I have, like, um, like in my color memo pad app that I have, like, I have what my wedding menu will look like, my wedding decor, what the colors will be, mm-hmm. um, the songs that I want played. So I'm a part of me is still that hopeless romantic, of course. Um, and I think, you know, that's, I think that could be said for many people. I don't even think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, because I didn't grow up, you know, having that modeled for me, that's why I want it so much. I think people who were raised in households where they had a two parent home and people who were raised in a one parent home still have that same type of thought that I want to be married and I want to have my own family. So regardless of your background, I think that that is a dream that many people, you know, have had, will have, and will continue to have, um, you know, as life goes on. Um, But what that marriage looks like and what my roles are going to be in that marriage look completely different now than what they did back then. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, that just came with, you know, just time, growth, and learning a lot about myself and what I can tolerate, what I can't tolerate, what I want my role in that relationship to look like. Um, You know, children kind of helps define that marriage. And so now that I'm at that age where, you know, I'm getting older, I'm about to be 35, like I said, in a few weeks. And, you know, I'm kind of at that age where they're like, hmm chances of having children start to kind of so I'm at a place now where I'm like well maybe children are not going to be part of my future and so because of that my marriage is going to look completely different than what it would have looked like if I did get married you know married earlier and did have children so but absolutely I definitely you know was that child who thought about what her wedding day would look like and the type of house I would live in and all of that. Well, you know, for myself, which is a little bit of a different 
generation from you, um, I, I honestly never thought of it. It was never something I wanted to do, even even when I had my daughter. Um, it was it was not something that was on my radar at all. Um, marriage for me, watching my parents, who were married for six years when my mom passed away, um, and knowing that they and knowing about their relationship through through time from, you know, stories that were told and, you know, Mm -hmm. the struggles that they went through because they grew up in a much, much different, you know, time than we most certainly see now. Um, And, and, and that was never, you know, something I wanted to aspire to, to have a 60 year marriage with a child. If I, (laughs) if I could get married, like I said, wasn't even on the table for me. So let alone how you want to be with somebody for 60 years, like Mm -hmm. what? Who does that? <laughs> you want to look at this same person for 60 years? But when it happened for me, and oh God, this is going to be a little, you know, therapeutic. Um, when it happened for me, it was it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. And again, that was because it was not something that I really wanted to do. And now, mm-hmm. you know. Now, at this stage, I can be absolutely honest with myself and other people, and it's, it, it was just not that for me. It was not that important, um, and it was nothing, you know, that had to happen. Unfortunately, it happened, and it didn't last very long. I was with the person longer than I was married to the person, and mm-hmm. which, you know, made me feel like the one opportunity that I could have to have been in a in a marriage with someone was just you know taken away because I shouldn't have been married to this person and the truth of the matter is is I should not have been married to this person I don't regret it I just look at it differently and say there's no, there's no regrets because I had to learn from it. I learned so mm-hmm. much from it. I learned so much about myself from it. Um, I learned so much about this other person from it. And it just should not have happened. It was a situation where it was kind of whirlwind. And I hate to say this, but it was comfortable. You know, you've been mm-hmm. with this person for a long, long time. And it, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Now, I can't speak for him in any way, but this is just my perspective from Annette. It just seemed like it was the right thing to do. And then when you have people in your ear who say, mm-hmm. yeah, the children will have, you know, two parents in the same household and, you know, he's willing to financially take care of you and the children and you don't have to struggle, you don't have to work, da, 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 you know, all those things. The perspective got very blurry. And mm-hmm. then once, and, and you know about the relationship, so it's for you, you know the ins and the outs, the ups and downs, mm-hmm. the horrors and the so on and so forth. But for my listeners who are listening and don't know, it got very rough. In, in the end. But in the beginning, it was 
okay, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do this. We're going to do this. And we're going to, and the family can do this. And we'll have gatherings with family and friends and that, 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 that. And it was a whole, to me, felt like a performance for myself. And this is where it comes in for me about the emotional part of it, because I was not emotionally attached to the marriage. I was mm-hmm. emotionally attached to the situation. Um, you know, and that for me was a whole different situation. And if for me, if it could have stayed the same way that it was prior to us being married, I think our relationship probably would have lasted a little longer. I'm not going to tell you it would have lasted 60 years, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But however, <laughs> I think it would have probably lasted a little longer than it did. I think once that piece of paper And I'm going to ask you about your perspective on that, too. Once that piece of paper came into play and the law says that we are legally man and wife, for me, something changed. And I think um, being in a situation where he was becoming more and more financially stable began to change him which also changed my other part of my perspective on why I don't want to be here. And um, it had nothing to do with love because I, I love the man. I was completely in love with the man. However, I was not emotionally attached to the marriage and mm-hmm. um, the connection emotionally. The marriage was not there anymore. And once that wasn't there anymore, it started to play gate to a whole lot of other, you know, different situations in the marriage. So I was like, oh, dear God, what did I get myself into? But then now you're with, you have to work. You have to work at this to make it what it is going to be. And uh-huh. I was not willing to put in the work to make it work because it was something I didn't want to be in. And it, it, and it was just like, oh, if I'm here, it'll work itself out. Okay, I'm going to be the wife. He's going to be the husband. We got the children. You know, everything's going to be all right. And that was the speech every day to myself. And, you know, looking back at it now, and I'm saying to myself, how in the world did you actually think that that was going to work? Because you, I don't have a, I didn't have an emotional stake in it. So, how was that working for you? How did you think that this marriage was going to turn out, except for divorce, in which it did? Because you, I wasn't putting into any, I wasn't putting anything into it anymore emotionally. The connection that I had was gone for a lot of different reasons. Um, but it just was not going to work, and I don't think no matter what we could have done, that would have ended out well, you know, except for divorce. And mm-hmm. like I said, eventually that's what wound up happening um, in, the, in that whole situation. But how do you feel that, and it also goes back to something you said earlier about women being in marriages and sometimes can't get out of it because of whatever reason, it may be a financial reason. It may be a reason of, you know, because sometimes we do worry about what other people see. Mm-hmm. And is it a situation because of that? 
Now, for myself, it wasn't a financial situation at all, but it was a situation of a lot of other things. Um, it was just being unhappy and, and not being able to say, I'm just not happy with this because it goes back to what other people are, are seeing. You know, mm-hmm. they're seeing the, the big house and they're seeing the cars and they're seeing the this and they're seeing the that and they're seeing the, and how could you possibly be not be happy and you have everything that this man is willing to give you financially, monetarily? How could you not possibly be happy? And when you're stuck in a situation where it's not anything left to give emotionally, that is probably one of the most hardest things to do and to escape from. So do you think a lot of women feel like, you know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of reasons why they shouldn't be in a marriage, but stay in it anyway. And um, if they, you know, if, if, if it's valid to even say, you know, you should be in a marriage because spiritually you should be in a marriage. If once you take those vows, what, what's your take on that aspect of being in, in, in a situation that because once because I look at it like this also and then I'll, I'll I'll let you jump right in for me a relationship prior to marriage is that is a relationship prior to marriage not saying that you can't walk away once you're in a marriage but it's so much more attached to the marriage than it is a relationship you're sharing homes you're sharing um financial situations, if there's children, um, you know, different aspects of the marriage beyond the relationship. It's so much harder for me to think that women who get into marriages and don't want to be in the marriage, and this thing goes both ways for men and women, getting out of it. Do you think that's a situation where it's, it's difficult for women in marriages? To get out of a marriage, if the re- if the emotional connection has lost itself, or should they just stay and try to put in the work and work itself out? So that's a loaded question. Uh, and you're okay. the perfect person to answer it. <laughs> so let me see what I want to start with first. Okay, so I always feel like if the love is still there emotionally then mm-hmm. absolutely you should try to fight. Now, this is where people can agree or disagree with me, but there's levels to how much of a fight you should be willing to put in. Now, I'm right. not saying, you know, suggest counseling and if your other, you know, spouse, significant other, whatever you want to reference him or her says no, then you're like, oh, well, I'm ready to get a divorce. I suggest a counseling. You said no. That's just the end of it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. I'm not saying that. But I feel like if within that year of having, you know, told your spouse, these are the issues that you have. This is how you're, uh, you know, feeling. And you've brought different, you know, resources to the table to try and make it work. And that person has not budged. Then at that point, once again, there's no amount of love that can save that. That person is not willing to compromise. That person is not willing to give it his or her all for whatever personal reasons. And 
a marriage cannot be just one person trying to fight for something. Right. So in that situation, that's how I feel when we're talking about the love still being there. But, you know, there are other things going on that, you know, has put a strain on the relationship, whether it is lack of communication, lack of trust, whatever has occurred. Now, in the situation where, let's say, the love is gone or Mm -hmm. (laughs) it went from 100 percent, now you're at like 55 (laughs) percent and you're still choosing to stay. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people stay, even men. A lot of Mm -hmm. people stay in bad situations because of a lot of reasons. Um, When we talked earlier about how marriage is sometimes an aspiration for people, Mm -hmm. um, that is a big one. You know, some people have their life planned out and marriage is on that list of things to accomplish before leaving this world. Mm -hmm. And you go, you get married now the marriage isn't working out. So in a way, you kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I wasn't successful. Right. <laughs> Somehow I failed. And I don't want to walk away feeling like I failed at something. So you have those people who stay, even though they know deep down inside it is not going to work. They need to walk away. But again, it's almost kind of like, you know, like you went out for your dream job or something and <laughs> it didn't work mm-hmm. out, but you're still trying to make it work. Like you don't want to quit your job. You're still trying to get this promotion. You know, it's going to look good on paper. Like, oh my gosh, look at you. You've been married for 10 years. Go you. It's, you know, it, it's, it's that aspirational aspect of marriage that people don't want to have to walk away from. Then you have, as you mentioned, the religious aspect. Some people do believe that getting a divorce Um, you know, goes against their religious beliefs. And that's a very fine line to walk Mm -hmm. when you are someone who is, you know, very devoted and dedicated to your religion. And, you know, you go seek some type of guidance from the person at your, you know, place of worship. And, you know, they're spewing out these scriptures that talk about why you shouldn't get divorced and, you know, unity, of marriage. And then you almost feel like, oh, my gosh, if I get this divorce, I'm disobeying God. Mm -hmm. How do you reconcile with that? Because you don't want to be disobedient. You don't want to disappoint, you know, again, whoever you choose to worship. So that is another reason why many people stay in relationships, because, yeah, they, they don't want to have to break that that spiritual bond, that that religious, you know, sanctity. Then you have people who stay because of companionship. Even if it is mm-hmm. the most jankiest of companionships <laughs> ever, yes. some people don't know how to be alone. And so because of that, kind of like what you said some people just like the idea of a relationship not necessarily everything that comes along with it but they just Mm -hmm. like that idea of knowing that they have someone being complacent in that situation because they are afraid to be alone um and so yeah if you're like oh my gosh I'm 30 now I have another 60 70 years on earth Am I going to spend this time alone? That's scary to me. I don't want that. So now I have this marriage. I have someone who I can spend on these, you know, decades with, even though it's not a good relationship. 
at least I'm doing it with somebody. <laughs> yes. So you have those people who do that. Um, and then you have the people who stay in a marriage for the sake of the children. That is one yes. of the biggest ones that I can't stand. Yes. I hate that we're trying to make it work for the kids because I feel like you damage the children. The scars, more. the scars. Children the scars. are not as immature and not as unintelligent or uneducated or, you know, dumb as what people may think children are at a certain age. Children are very observant. They're very intelligent. Now, they might not be able to verbalize their emotions and feelings like how an adult can, Mm -hmm. but they know what's going on. They can sense when things mm-hmm, are off. Mm. What do they always say? Children and animals are the two things that can always sense danger. Like exactly. a child can sense when a person or a stranger is not good, just mm-hmm. like an animal. You know what I'm saying? So exactly, kids pick up on that. They know if mommy and daddy are not happy, especially if you two are arguing. I don't care how many closed door arguments you have. <laughs> you're arguing at the end of the day and your kids are going to hear that. And so what you're then doing is creating a bad image <laughs> of what a marriage is supposed to be for your children. Because at the end of the day, we model relationships a lot of times based off of, you know, the environments we were raised in. Mm-hmm. So okay, you're staying for the sake of the children. All that's going to teach the children to do is to what? Settle for less, Mm -hmm. stay in an unhealthy situation or a situation that makes them unhappy, Um, you know, not to follow their heart, not to do what they feel as though it's right because of X, Y, and Z. So you're not actually doing the very thing that you think you're doing you know in your mind you think that you're doing it to save the kids but you're really harming them even more in the long run um so you have those people um and then you have unfortunately some of the people who stay in the marriage because of the benefits they know it's a a trash relationship (laughs) they know they can't stand this person But if it's beneficial to them, whether financially, whether, you know, you get some health insurance behind it, (laughs) whether you married into a family who has, you know, wealth of prestige and you're able to, you know, get connections behind that, you know, so you have those individuals who will Mm -hmm. stay in a relationship because it is transactional. Yes. So, and, and like I said, that's a lot of times that's with um, men and women, but I think more men still are probably able to probably walk away a lot quicker than women. Cause I just think we, as women, we are, we're nurturers. Now, you know, that is starting to change, you know, this newer generation, we're like, we ain't, we ain't our ancestors, you no, know. No, no. You <laughs> no, no, don't no. don't think I'm gonna be sticking around for you to just do any and everything to me, and I'm gonna take it. So you know, we're definitely putting our foot down with a lot of stuff, and um, you know, not letting people take advantage of us. But we are we're nurturers by nature. So I think it's just you know, if this is somebody who you truly loved, um, and it's not a situation of like something extenuating like abuse you know if this is just like you are just having regular marital issues I think it's yeah it's in our it's it's in our nature to just you know try and make it 
work as much as possible where I feel that sometimes men, unfortunately, you know, something big happens. They're out. Oh, I'm over this. I'm, I want a divorce. And you're looking like, really? <laughs> you don't even want to try and make this work? Like, you're out that quick? Um, but yeah, so so those are the different reasons why I think um, people stay. So, Well, here's another, you know, part of this I want to ask you about. Um, infidelity in marriages. Oh. Um, uh, well, you know, there's infidelity, <laughs> period. But for people who are married, the stakes are so much, much greater. And I, I'm gonna put this out here. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like I said, this is a this is me about honesty and 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 how I perceive myself to have grown a situation. So many people who were not close enough to me at the time when I was going through my situation, um, my entanglement. So many people <laughs> really? that was, yes, yeah, it was an entanglement. Girl, Jada said it was an entanglement. Um, so many people that were not close to the situation all same thing. Oh my God, he must have cheated. He had to cheat, you know, uh, uh. and to be honest with you, I'm going to say it. I don't know if the man cheated or not. I really don't know. For <laughs> me, I really don't know. To this day, I don't know. He married to somebody else now, and it was a part of the situation. I don't know how far into the situation. Our entanglement was their entanglement, so I don't know. Yeah. However, for myself personally, it was way beyond that. Um, I, I'm not even going to say I didn't care. It was not on the forefront of my mind about you know infidelity at that time. It was more of my emotional stake and the you know and the emotional stake of my children that was the problem for me. So, so many people kept saying, "Oh, that had to be the problem. Oh, that had to be the problem. Oh, that had to be the problem." And a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes that is not the case. Sometimes it's just the marriage in general is not working. Mm -hmm. So you want to be away from the marriage. Some people can get away from the marriage, get better as friends in a different relationship together, and then mm -hmm. remarry each other again because they 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 saw what was going on to make the marriage end in the first place. So mm -hmm. they have you know reformulated the situation. So now we we can get back to what marriage was and is and should be. My question to you is is this: infidelity in a marriage? Are you? Lord, I don't know why I'm about to ask you of all the people this question, but. Here we go, God. Um, <laughs> married for you. If you were married and your spouse cheated, <sighs> could you, one, forgive, work on it, move forward, or is that a deal breaker for you? <sighs> this is so... Okay. 
Um, how I feel about infidelity. Now, do I think that people have cheated on their significant other and it was only a one-time thing and then after they got caught, it was just like, never again, let's go to therapy, let's fix this and live a happily, you know, ever after. I do believe that there have been some people who made truly a mistake mm-hmm. and they were able to, like I said, get the relationship back on track. And that infidelity was never an issue. I do believe that that exists. I'm not a person who says just because you cheated once, you're going to cheat again and again and again and again. Howsoever, (laughs) I know me personally, Mm -hmm. I have that type of personality where even though I forgive people, I never forget. Mm -hmm. I never, never, ever, ever, ever forget. And if a person starts doing something that is anything reminiscent of what they did the first go round, I'm automatically going to seem like, oh, you must be cheating again. So this is, it's two things. So one part of me is like, look, if there was infidelity, and this was somebody who I truly love, we're going to try and make it work. Let's figure out why you cheated. Was there a reason? Was this really just you went to a strip club and you got it off with a stripper? There was no emotional connection there. It really was a one-time gig. Okay, we'll still go to therapy. Let's make it work. If anything like this were to happen again, then the marriage is over. But on the flip side, a part of me feels like sometimes when you forgive a person and you choose to stay with them for something like that, And it does happen again because you've already done this one time. Mm -hmm. It'll be a lot easier to forgive them the second go round. Mm -hmm. You'll still be pissed, but it's almost like, oh, we've been down this road before. So now it's just kind of like, okay, we're going to do these steps again. Let's go call up the therapist. Now it just becomes almost like, like a step-by-step process (laughs) in the marriage. Every time you cheat, we're going to do this. You're going to say your apologies. I'm going to cry. We're going to see the therapist. And then we'll be good again. And then two years later, we're back down. So while while I'm like, yes, I want to make this work, I think just me personally, if that, I don't know, Anna. That's how I look at it. I think it's one of those types of situations where you can talk a good game, but until you're in that situation, you really don't know what's going to happen. But I am a firm believer in trying to give people chances and trying to, you know, have a person prove themselves. I, I do, because like like I said, I don't believe that when you do it one time that it's an automatic given that you're going to do it for the rest of the relationship. Um, for some people, it really was just a oh, horrible mistake they regret it and they are willing to put in the work to to make it work and then you got people like john gray who out here for the third time (laughs) getting caught up in a scandal and it's just kind of like and that's what i mean by sometimes when you forgive one time it Mm -hmm. makes it easier to continue to Mm -hmm. forgive because it's like you're hurt but and I don't know, and maybe that's you know where maybe we should have somebody in the future who was in a marriage who was married to a serial cheater. Like, does each cheat 
like not soften the blow, but do you become numb to it? I like when you first do. cheated on me, I was at 100% of anger. When I found out you cheated on me the second time, now I'm down to like 75% anger. By the third, fourth, fifth time, I'm just so numb to it where, like I said, earlier it becomes this process now where it's like okay you cheated call the doctor give me a gift to make me feel better let me get you know the storyline together of what I'm gonna tell my friends and family this go around like now it just becomes this this process of us doing this thing every few years because you're making this mistake and honestly if you do it by the second or third time it's no longer a mistake the mistake was that you got caught yes now for (laughs) me now for me Piggybacking off of what you just said, here's the thing. I think after a while, people do get numb. And this goes both ways, like I said, for male and female. After a while, people do get numb to it. And you, and this is just my opinion, my perspective on, you know, what I, in, in my mind, think it is. When once you have had it done to you multiple times. In a marriage, because we're specifically talking about marriage, you tend to try to look at the bigger picture beyond the infidelity. And let me elaborate. You start to think to yourself, especially if you have been in a marriage for a great period of time, you start to look at things differently. Say, for instance, I've been with this man 15 years, 20 years, whatever. And you start to say, we have children, we have a home, and do I really want to jeopardize that with his, you know, desire to go out here and, you know, put it all around like Papa was a rolling stone. However, some women can't do that. I'm with you, Ashley. We not doing none of this because if I feel like if 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 I give you the opportunity to try to make amends to our relationship and you don't use that opportunity, you consistently keep doing what you were doing. One, you, there's no respect left for us to even move forward in a relationship, mm-hmm. let alone a marriage. However. There are women who will who will let men and men who will let women. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that too because I think a male's perspective on marriage sometimes is a not all the time, but sometimes is a great difference on what they will tolerate and what we will tolerate. And I mm-hmm. think that's just in relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like. Some women look past or beyond the infidelity to the great, the, the greater, or the what they seem the greater or bigger picture is, and they decide to stay. And they, after a while, you probably do get numb to it. And you know, I don't know how, but it happens. And listen. I truly believe that if mine and I'm 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 talking about my parents and I don't know their relationship beyond my years with them. I was the last of my sisters and brothers. 
So I don't know their relationship beyond that. I don't know if there was a situation where there was some, you know, infidelity involved when it came to my parents. I don't know anything about that. It just never happened when I entered the picture because, you know, it was, my dad was already always home and he stuck on, you know, my mother, like, you know, he, he shined his shoes. I mean, he just would not leave. But, and they didn't have that kind of relationship anyway, but I didn't know anything other than. But I don't know if my father did that. I don't know if my mother did that. I would assume uh, to say probably not my mother, but maybe my dad could have. I have not seen any remnants of it. I mean, and no children has ever come forth and said, Yo, daddy is my daddy. I didn't have any of that going on. A girl. However, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't understand how women stay in relationships of infidelity anyway. That's just me. I'm just gonna put that out there. That's just me. And I know it's a lot of reasonings why some of them may, and some of them may be valid, valid reasons. I personally don't see it because I would never do it. So, but that's a whole different thing of a whole different thing why I would or would not. But I think in my head, I think that a lot of women do it that, that are in marriages do it for a lot of reasons beyond the infidelity. Like, okay, if you want to go out here and be with these women, go be with these women as long as you're taking care of home, as long as, you know, my That's children... That's that old school mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's that mm-hmm. old school mentality. Absolutely. As long as you, you know, you, you keeping it away from our kids, as long as, you know, it's not a spectacle and, no, you know, people may think it, but nobody has proof that it's happening. It's, because that's what that's what tends to happen sometimes, too. Women know, men know, when it's happening, you just don't want other people knowing that it's happening. You don't want other people to say anything about you knowing that it's happening. Because some women can keep their mouth closed and just be like, Mm-hmm. I know you out there with Sally Mae as long as you, and you buy you may be buying Sally Mae jewelry you may be buying Sally, paying Sally Mae's rent but as long as it doesn't get out in the public where the embarrassment could harm me or my children I will accept it and it's it, it, well, yes it's so many women who do do that men as well so my other thing to you is how do you feel about whew, the, the, the spiritual aspect of marriage that some people use, should I say? Because not all people are very spiritual in, in their marriage. However, they use it as, oh, this is a connection from God. And, you know, we have come through this union under God. How do you feel about the spiritual aspect of marriage? I do believe it is a true union, the sanctity of marriage. So I don't necessarily get how some people continue to get married and remarried. 
Because at that point, I kind of feel like this is a spectacle. You're, you're making a mockery mm-hmm. out of marriage to have been married four, five, six, seven times. Yeah. I don't fault the people who have been married twice because the first time you just didn't get it right. So this Elizabeth, is how I feel. The Elizabeth my, Taylor syndrome. <laughs> right. Um, am I the most religious person? No. Am I spiritual? Yes. However, I do know the different teachings of marriage um, as it relates to, you know, different um, denominations. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I've listened to, like I said, people from different backgrounds, you know, whether they were Jehovah's Witness, Baptist, whatever type of Christian, because, you know, so many different denominations for Christians. Um, I just don't believe in staying in a marriage if it is not okay so take for example Jehovah's Witnesses right Mm -hmm. so you know divorce it really is frowned upon you know Mm -hmm. the the elders which are the people who you'll go to to seek advice from you know they'll counsel you if you're having issues but for the most part they're going to try to keep you together mm-hmm. only if it's extenuating circumstances of like hardcore abuse, you know, is it something that it's like, okay, now granted people do get divorced um, within the congregation. Absolutely. But it's just not something that, you know, is, is a good thing. So, yes, you can get divorced. Again, it's somewhat that's frowned on. Um, And again, if it's situations with like really, really bad infidelity or abuse, it has to be something extenuating. Um, But for me, how I feel is (laughs) you don't know what's going to happen. Because I think I use this as an example. Because when I was talking to, you know, our coworker, Kelly, and, you know, like I said, it was just kind of like, unless it's extenuating circumstances, it's kind of like, no, y'all need to stick this out because entering into a marriage, you should know who you're getting married to. Mm-hmm. So you should not want to then get divorced from this person years down the line because you no longer like something about that person because you knew how this person was when you got married. How I feel about that is people change. Mm-hmm. I am not the same person that I was at 20. I'm not the same person that I was two years ago. Right. And so you can, you can honestly marry someone in a certain mind frame, thinking that it is going to last forever and give it your all. But I don't think, why should you have to stay in a marriage if the love is no longer there? Mm -hmm. You can't control if you fall out of love with someone. I don't think anyone wants to fall out of love with the person who they thought was going to be the love of their life. But it happens because like you say, you have some people who have been married for 50 years and 50 years is a long time. How you felt 50 years ago is not how you feel today. Mm -hmm. So while I understand the religious implications of it, and while I don't necessarily condone, oh, this person, you know, choose with his or her mouth open. Oh, I don't like that. Let me get a divorce. Uh yeah, if it's abuse there, if it's infidelity there, if you no longer love that person, 
you got to let that go. And like I said, the other thing is that if there truly are issues and you're trying to make it work, but the other person is not trying to make it work, I don't think you should be subjected to being in an unhealthy or unhappy marriage just because that's what the Bible says, especially if you know you're trying to do your part. Mm-hmm. I'm waking up every day. I'm trying to go to counseling. I'm looking at the techniques that our therapist gave us. I'm making the changes. I'm coming home to fix your favorite food at night. I'm changing how I look. I'm doing everything it is to try to make this work. And you're still walking around doing nothing. That is not fair for me as someone who's giving his or her all. And so that is, you know, something that you'll have to answer for. You know, because we'll all have to answer for our sins. Um, But yeah, I I would just have to reconcile with walking away, even if it was against my religious beliefs, especially if I was someone who was heavy into, you know, religious institutions. I would just have to reconcile with that because I I can't, I'm not going to be able to stick around. And I I feel like I'm dying on the inside every day that I wake up next to you. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I truly see that, that that is sometimes how things are with, you know, certain people in marriages, well, in, in, in some relationships, but mostly in marriages, you people think that because I said these words in the eyes of God and, and, and family and loved ones and friends and so on, this is what it should be. And that you know, if I'm having a problem, I just you just stick through it. Some people is 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 they even try to stick through it through the physical. Some people even try to try to you know to stick through it through the abuse of the verbal part of it. So it's like mm-hmm. I I I can't do that because if I'm worn and broken, and eventually my children, if we have children, will mm-hmm. see that it's the I'm worn and broken, which teaches them to be in relationships with people that are, you know, treating you a certain way or doing things in a certain way. And it's okay. Well, you know, mommy, you stayed in it for 10 years, 15 years, you, you took it 